Chrissy Teigen now says that she had an abortion two years ago after telling the world it was a tragic miscarriage. So what is the truth here? What does it mean? Why should we care? Also, FXX's Little Demon is making waves and not in a good way. This demonic cartoon has a lot of people concerned, not just about the message that it's bringing, but also the disturbing history of its creators. So we have Hillary Kennedy here who is going to break down the secret truth behind the show and why it is so dangerous for culture today. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to goodranchers.com slash Allie. That's goodranchers.com slash Allie. All right, before we get into those two subjects that I outlined in the introduction, I just want to show you this clip that I saw circulating. It was posted originally by Libs of TikTok on Twitter. It was posted originally on TikTok by this TikTok user. And it just sets us up as a reminder of the wickedness that we are up against. And it dispels any myth that there is any such thing as neutrality. And it reminds us too that this truly is a spiritual battle that we're in, especially when we are talking about something like abortion. Now, before I play you the clip and react to it, I do want to give you something else to look forward to. At the end of this episode, we are going to bring back the low-rise jeans segment. We are going to, uh, we're going to analyze and rate some low-rise jeans because you guys know that that is a very important mission that I am on, and that is to abolish low-rise jeans forever. So we'll end on a lighter note after talking about some of the disturbing things, but very important things that we're talking about today. All right, let's go ahead and play that clip. Straight up, though, if I ever have to have an abortion, you bet I'm going to have a fucking party. I'm like going to have like cupcakes with like aborted fetuses drawn on them, lots of snacks, lots, I'm gonna come up with some sort of cocktail and call it the aborted fetus, and me and all of my friends are just gonna hang out, eat a bunch of yummy dead fetus themed food, get drunk, and have a great old time. The only reason I, 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 you know, I even hesitate sometimes. And this, I, there are so many clips out there that I'm like, oh, I should react to that or maybe play it on that that I do not show because I'm like, you know, people know that things are crazy. People know that things are evil. But I, I just sometimes want to remind us of the depth of the evil that characterizes the pro-abortion side. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who considers themselves pro-choice has that kind of mentality, sees abortion as something that is trite, that is funny, that is worth celebrating and uh, dehumanizes intentionally the unborn in that way. But I do want those of you who consider yourself that to realize that the side that you're on is demonic, that the side that you're on is is motivated by and funded by and and pushed by evil. To have legal access to killing a vulnerable group of people in the name of autonomy and choice is wrong. It's wrong and it's wicked. And it's really not difficult, should not be difficult at all to say as a Christian that we are unabashedly 
against that. There are a lot of people who say out there, there's no one that's pro-abortion. No one is pro-abortion. Look, that person actually represents many, many people on the pro-abortion side that are getting louder and that are getting bigger. They're radical. They're radical and they want and will fight for uh, unrestricted access to abortion without apology for any reason through all nine months of pregnancy funded by the taxpayer. If people continue to vote for the politicians that vote for that. So think long and hard this coming November about the kinds of movements that you support with your vote. Now, continuing this conversation about abortion, we will we are going to analyze this crazy Chrissy Teigen situation. All right, quick pause to tell you guys about my first sponsor for the day, and that is Adele Natural Cosmetics. You guys have probably heard me talk about them before because I love them so much. I talk about them on Instagram too because I use their products every day. They've got skincare and they've got makeup, and I use both. I love their foundation. I love their highlighter. I love their lipstick. Times Square is the color that I use every day. I love their facial cleansing oil, their moisturizer, their toner, literally all of it I use all the time. And I think it's made a big difference on my skin. What I love about them, well, the first thing I love about them is that they're a company that shares our values. They're unapologetically pro-life, so I can feel really good about sending them my money. What I also love about them is that they only use all natural ingredients that are sourced locally. And so you can also just feel really good all around about supporting Adele Natural Cosmetics. Go to adelnaturalcosmetics.com, enter promo code Allie for 25% off your first order. That's adelnaturalcosmetics.com, promo code Allie for 25% off your first order, adelnaturalcosmetics.com. Okay, I want to talk about this Chrissy Teigen abortion story. Many of you have sent me the story. You've asked me about it. I said I would talk about it on Monday, then Tuesday, and I just didn't have time. So I do finally want to address it and tell you what I think about this today. Now, I've realized when I after I posted some of my thoughts about this on Instagram, I got so many messages from you all just saying how much you really do not like Chrissy Teigen. I mean, you really just disdain her. I didn't realize kind of the level of hostility that a lot of people seem to have against her. I I don't really know that much about her. I mean, obviously, I knew that she was anti-Trump. I know that she's liberal. I know that she said some rude things about conservatives, about people who vote for Donald Trump. Trump. And I'm like, well, you know, what else is new? A lot of celebrities have done that. Obviously, John Legend, he is um, honestly, based on his rhetoric, seems to be pretty radically left wing and politically active. So, of course, I believe their political choices are very stupid and not only stupid, but dangerous and destructive. So I wasn't surprised, of course, when they've come out in favor of abortion and against the overturning of Roe v. Wade that was accomplished through the Dobbs decision a couple months ago. What I was, I guess, a little surprised that they did was use a tragedy that they went through with their son a couple years ago to try to Uh, support the issue of abortion or try to support unfettered legal 
access to abortion. And a lot of you, when I said that I was surprised by that, you know, I was shocked and kind of disgusted by that. A lot of you said that you weren't surprised at all that you think that she's the kind of person that just does something like that, which I don't I don't really know. Um, but without trying to to make even like assessments of her motivation, I still think that I can say this whole thing is really disgusting. So let me back up a little bit in case you don't know at all the context of all of this. So in September of 2020, Chrissy Teigen posted an Instagram post about the loss of her and John Legend's son that they named Jack. So here was part of the caption, which really, it just broke my heart at the time. We are shocked and in the kind of deep pain you can only hear about, the kind of pain that we've never felt before. We were never able to stop the bleeding and give our baby the fluids he needed. Despite bags and bags of blood transfusions, it just wasn't enough. Um, And then she goes on to say that uh, they named the baby Jack. And she says, to our Jack, I'm so sorry that the first few moments of your life were met with so many complications that we couldn't give you the home that you needed to survive. And there were pictures that she posted of her kind of doubled over, just crying over this in the hospital room. They posted pictures like holding the baby. Of course, you couldn't see the baby. You could tell that he was just wrapped uh, in blankets. And a lot of people, including some people who are conservatives that I guess just really don't like Chrissy Teigen. They mocked her for this or they said this is so awful to post about these private moments and you shouldn't you're just doing this for attention. You really shouldn't be putting this on Instagram. You just want people to feel bad for you. And I really had a I really had a problem with those kinds of comments at the time because I have seen lots of people, famous and not famous, post these kinds of pictures of the first moments of their child's life if their child was delivered early and then quickly um, passed away. I actually, I don't think that that is weird. I mean, maybe it is for some of you. Maybe you would never post something like that. I don't think I would ever post something like that. I'm a very private person, but I could see how images like this would help other people who have gone through these kinds of tragedies and these kinds of hardships. And I think a lot of people think celebrities just have an easy life because they have all of the money in the world, that they never go through these kinds of complications. And yet I think that her very vulnerable pictures showed people that, wow, it doesn't matter how rich you are, money can't buy you a perfect life. Money cannot save you from every tribulation and every form of loss and every hardship. And so I really had an issue and said so publicly with people going after Chrissy Teigen um, about this. And it really seemed like underneath it, it was just resentment kind of about our political differences. And personally, that's just not a place that I will go, no matter how vehemently I disagree with someone's politics and ideology. But now, but now I'm wondering if I should have gone on the defense here. And I still think if I could go back, I would have said the same things. But now it's very confusing what actually went down and if she is now telling the truth. Because she recently, um, speaking at Proper Daily's A Day of Reasonable Conversation Summit, an invitation-only annual gathering of TV creators and leading change makers, on September 15th, she said that she just recently realized, because of something that her husband said, that she had an abortion. 
And that that is why it's so important for her to be an activist for legal act access to abortion and to be angry about the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which, by the way, just leaves it up to the states. It doesn't ban abortion in any way, unfortunately. Uh, She realized that this was her experience, that without the protections of Roe v. Wade, I guess she's saying she would not have been able to what she is now calling abort her child, Jack. But it doesn't seem like from what we know that this was an abortion. An abortion is the intentional killing of a child inside the womb. And now I know that medical coding uh, for insurance purposes, for example, say things like induced abortion, so an intentional abortion or a spontaneous abortion. And that is unfortunate language for what we refer to as a miscarriage. But we understand and the law understands that there is a difference between an induced abortion and deliberate abortion and a miscarriage in which a child just dies naturally. They were not murdered. They were not injected with a poison that goes into their heart and forces them into cardiac arrest. They were not dismembered in the womb with forceps. They were not poisoned by a pill. That's what happens in abortion and the second and then also the first trimesters. We know that there is a difference between miscarriage and an abortion. There is also a difference between an induced abortion and delivering early to save the life of the mother. And that seems to be, from the words that she used when this happened in 2020, that seems to be what happened here, that they had to induce delivery and they had to deliver their son in order to save her life. No pro-lifer has ever been against procedures that will save the life of the mother, even if that tragically means that the child will die moments after birth. What we have said is that it is wrong to intentionally go in the womb and kill a child. We want the child and the mother to have all of the life-saving care and effort possible in order to try to preserve both lives. We do not believe that the child's life is superior in worth to the mother's life. We believe that they are equally valuable and that everything should be done to try to help and save them both. And it seemed like from her caption in 2020, where she said the first moments of your life were met with complications, that that is what happened here. That there was not an abortion performed in which he was deliberately killed inside her womb. So the question is, why is she now saying that it was an abortion? Is it because she saw her medical coding and it said spontaneous abortion and she got confused? Is it because someone told her that, well, if you deliver early, that is an abortion And there are laws on the books right now in red states that would prohibit you from doing that, which is not true. Every single pro-life law on the books makes an exception for different kinds of procedures to save the life of the mother. So is she just misinformed? Is she just ignorant? Or is this malicious? Is she using a very emotional, a very... Um, heartstring pulling a very traumatic event in her life for the purposes of political activism so that other people will then be emotionally manipulated to advocate on behalf of the legal killing of unborn children? If so, that is evil. 
I know some people are applauding her for uh, for being brave, for being vulnerable here, for really being transparent and putting her heart on the line. But it seems to me, again, based on her own words from a couple years ago, that she is changing what really happened, what really went down for the sake of politics and the most wicked, depraved kind of politics, the kind of politics that lobby for killing innocent children inside the womb. And that makes me really sad. That makes me really sad for her. That makes me really sad for her family. That makes me really sad for her child. I did and still do have a lot of compassion for what she went through. I Whatever she calls it, whether she calls it in her mind an abortion or whether she calls it a stillbirth or uh, a procedure to save her own life, I know that she is still heartbroken over this. And so I'm still sad for her. I still feel for her. But I am even more sad that she is using this to try to make it easier for other people to intentionally kill their child inside the womb for whatever reason. And by the way, the overturning of Roe v. Wade has zero effect on California law where she lives. California is going to continue to be a so-called sanctuary state for abortion. It's really the opposite of sanctuary for babies in California. California is going to continue to have extreme, radical, unfettered abortion policy, way more liberal than the vast majority of the world, than all of Europe. They're going to continue to allow true abortion for any reason, probably up until the point of birth, if they can. And so I don't really know why Chrissy Teigen is trying to use this in a way that is truly nefarious and truly malicious and manipulative. I pray for her heart. I pray for repentance for them. I pray that the grace of God would show up and speak the truth and love to them. Until then, I think that we should be perfectly clear in condemning this kind of manipulation and argument as the evil that it is. Next sponsor for the day is ExpressVPN. This is another product that I use on a daily basis. I probably use this product more than any other product that I advertise for because it is constantly running on my phone or on my computer. ExpressVPN anonymizes your internet search. It can hide your location and overall just makes you safe and secure when you are online, especially when you're on public Wi-Fi. You know that that can very easily be accessed to look at everything that you are looking at on the internet and spy on your data, you don't want that. You should absolutely be using a VPN. I use ExpressVPN because it's so effective and so easy to use. All you have to do is sign up for an account. You download the app. You can use it on up to five devices, whether it's a tablet or a computer or a cell phone. And then your data and your identity are protected from those pesky hackers and also from the internet service provider who could be selling your data for money. So check out ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Allie. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash Allie. You can get three extra months free with that link. That's expressvpn.com slash Allie. Hillary, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Okay, just in case people don't know, can you first tell us who you are and what you do? Uh, my name is Hillary Kennedy. I do the Four Minute Buzz, which is in the Glenn Beck program every morning. So I do the news hits at 8, 9, and 10, give you all the news you need to know for the day. 
And also, you have starred in a lot of commercials <laughs> and you've done a lot of hosting. Like, you've probably seen her on commercials without realizing it. Sometimes when I'm at a hotel, or this hasn't happened in a little bit, but I remember a couple of years ago, I was at a hotel in like Colorado and I looked up and I was like, I recognize that voice. <laughs> and it was you. I have loved doing commercials. That's what I started out doing was things for like Sonic, America's Drive In, or 7 Eleven. Yes. And so it's been a lot of fun. I still do one every now and then. And it's just kind of a, a nice way to make a little extra money and escape yeah. from from the hard news of the world. <laughs> yes. Okay. So one thing before we get into this little demon show, something that I've noticed is that you've become more outspoken when it comes to issues, political issues, cultural issues than maybe you were when you were just doing um, non-political stuff. Is that because of a transition into motherhood or just because of your career? What has that been like? It's been a little bit of both, but I will say motherhood definitely made me stop and look more closely at issues that end up affecting our children. Things that, you know, I would hear about in the news and I would think, oh, this is important, but not really feel moved to do anything about or talk yeah. to people about. But I have a son that's almost four and I see the things that are kind of sneaking into children's programming or into their books or being taught at their schools. And it really upsets my soul. Yeah. So it's it's kind of motivated me to say a little more, do a little more, because you start realizing there are so many like-minded people out there. And I have so many friends that maybe are not currently parents or don't follow news or politics at all. And they are completely unaware. So yeah. it's making me... Um, it's making me want to say more and do more for that very reason, just to help educate people because I, I wasn't following it closely. Right. Well, you're about to educate us on this show, Little Demon. And I first heard people talking about it on Instagram and they were understandably concerned because it looks like it's targeted toward kids. And it's obviously about Satan, which you're going to break down for us exactly what the uh, what the show is about, but it's actually an adult animated sitcom. So should we still be worried about it? Break it down for us. Yes, I think we should definitely be worried about it. Disney is the parent company that owns FXX, which is a network that plays a lot of these adult themed cartoons. Yeah. So they have greenlit Little Demon and although they say it's targeted towards adults 18 to 40 years old, the main character of the show is a middle school aged girl. Mm. The fact that it's a cartoon also, I mean, that just is always going to appeal to kids. But it does have some big names attached to it. Danny DeVito is the voice of Satan in, in the show. Um, Aubrey Plaza, who a lot of people loved from yeah. Parks and Rec. Yes. She's the mom on the show. Um, some celebrities make cameos on the show, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But essentially, the show is about a woman who has sex with Satan gets pregnant and gives birth to the Antichrist. And her daughter, who is the Antichrist, um, is coming of age. And when that happens, Satan realizes, I want to have a relationship with my daughter and starts pursuing, knowing her and claiming her soul. So that's the premise of the show. Okay. Which is who bad even and comes up with that kind of thing? Well, okay, so it's that's, like Rosemary's Baby, isn't it? Yes. So that was actually their inspiration initially, okay. is they wanted to come up with a show that had a theme of a cursed womb and what happens, you know, when you've got a character that's dealing with that. So the people that created the show, I looked into their background because when you look at the show just at face value, it's filled with violence. It has paganism. It has full frontal nudity. It has 173 instances 
instances is it of the, foul is language. It adults full frontal, hopefully not the child at least, right? Like Yes. But I will say regarding the child, she's 13 years old in the show. The very first episode is about her getting her period for the first time. So they show a lot of graphic things in this Weird. cartoon. And they really justify what they're able to show because they can get away with doing so much more since it's animated. Yeah. So the graphic violence and nudity. So it's full of all of these things. So I started looking into, well, who is creating this? Right. And why in the world would Disney have greenlit the show? So the three writers are Darcy Fowler, Seth Kirshner, and Kieran Vella. And when I was looking into their backgrounds, all three of those creators and writers were exposed to really dark or gory or profane movies and TV when they were very young, between the ages of six and 15. Yeah. So all of them talked about being exposed to shows like, or movies like The Shining and It and The Exorcist. And because they were exposed to those things at such a young age, this is kind of what they gravitate towards. The executive producer, and I found this to be the most disturbing, it's a guy named Dan Harmon. Yeah. And a lot of us have seen things that he's created. He was the creator of the TV show Community. Mm -hmm. um, he also created another animated series called Rick and Morty. But the thing about Dan Harmon is back in 2009, he created a pilot for a show that he wanted to do called Daryl. He shot like a teaser for it. And it shows him simulating rape on a baby. Now, it's not a live baby. It was a baby doll. Still. But oh he takes his pants down. So you see almost everything. You definitely see his backside, but you see almost everything. And then he simulates a sex act on a baby. Wow. He this is the executive producer, producer for of, Little Demon. Yes. Acted out in 2009 in a pilot raping a baby. That same year, wow. NBC greenlit Ugh. community. So people found this video. They found it very distasteful and disturbing. He did have to apologize for it. He tried to get it scrubbed from the internet. Of course, those places, you know, those videos always find a place on the internet, like 4chan and, and places like that. People had downloaded it. So it is now currently up on YouTube. So think about all the things that are banned on YouTube for violating their policies. This video, which I saw, is still on YouTube and has been there for the last however many years. So you can view it, I wouldn't advise it, but it is there so you can see what kind of person is executive producing yeah, I would a TV definitely, show. Yeah, absolutely not advise looking that up. I hate to even talk about it, mm -hmm. but it does kind of give context for the kind of people that are driving the entertainment that is shaping culture yes. and public conversations about things. I mean, they are never afraid to pull the Overton window as far into the direction of evil as possible. Meanwhile, Christians are told that if we try to influence the culture or politics or the cultural conversation at all, then we're pushing our views on people and we're just being bombastic and we just need to kind of go to a place of neutrality. Meanwhile, the other side is not neutral at all or shy about trying to push their wickedness into every sphere they occupy. Well, absolutely. And I feel like a show like Little Demon is 
really glamorizing and glorifying revenge and vindication and violence. And I'm just not sure that they are thinking about what the repercussions of that will be when we're exposing not only just children, but adults to this sort of programming over and over and over. And then we wonder why we have violence in schools or why we have all of these horrible road rage incidents. People feel like they've gotten the green light because this stuff is so readily available. And not only put in front of our faces, but really pushed in front of our faces. Yeah. So there are some uh, some groups that have been protesting the show who have been asking advertisers to pull their advertising. Um, the Parents Television and Media Council sort of leading the charge on that. And they did get Olive Garden, T-Mobile, and Burger King. They were frequent sponsors with FX, FXX. And they did decide to pull their wow. advertising. That's good. So the hey, more people... Hit them where it hurts. Definitely. The more of us that can write to the network, write to those advertisers specifically and say, hey, I saw that you advertise on FXX. They're running the show Little Demon. This is why I think you should pull you know, your funding... I think it can make a very big difference, but it just takes a lot of us caring about it, saying something about it, and trying to make something happen. Here I am again telling you about Good Ranchers. If you have not gotten Good Ranchers yet, if you have not bitten the bullet, then now is the time. Don't you want to make your life easier? Don't you hate wasting time in grocery stores trying to figure out what cut of steak is good and what is the right quality of meat and where it's sourced from and all that stuff? You don't have to worry about that with Good Ranchers. All you do is go to goodranchers.com slash You make your selection of better than organic chicken, different cuts of beef, uh, amazing seafood, and you know it's all sustainably sourced, ethically raised. It all comes from American farms and ranches, plus the people that own good ranchers. I mean, they are salt of the earth people, the kind of people with values that you want to support, that you want to be running a company that puts our food on the table. They will send all of this meat to you on dry ice to your front door. You put it in your freezer and you're good to go. It's just one less thing to think about. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Allie. When you do, you'll get $30 off your order and free shipping. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Allie. You can use promo code Allie. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Allie. Wow, there's so many different aspects to this that I find disturbing. One, that there is a, I don't know if you call it a protagonist or antagonist when it's an antichrist, but protagonist, I guess, in the show that it's a 13-year-old girl who starts her period. So that is concerning. If if their defense that is that this is targeted towards adults, this has nothing to do with children, then why is that what sets the show up? Why is the central figure a young girl? That's creepy in itself mm-hmm. if this is truly an adult cartoon. But that also tells me that this probably isn't fully directed towards adults. As you said, cartoons are already, just by how they look, going to be appealing to children, especially like those in those like kind of preteen years who are in those formative stages mm-hmm. whose parents might see a cartoon and just say, oh, well, that's, you know, it's probably innocent. It's no big deal. So either way, whether they have a young protagonist who appeal to kids or they have a young protagonist and they're trying to appeal to adults, that's creepy and problematic. Definitely. I. It just, it's, it's not shocking, but it does make total sense that they are trying to really continue to push normalizing um, 
violence, right. Satanism. I One of the comments that I read said that, I'm trying to find it here. Somebody made a comment on, uh, oh yeah, here we go, on YouTube. And they said, let me get this straight. This isn't even a tactic of desensitization anymore. It's just straight up trying to make Satanism relatable. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. And I was like, thank goodness other people are recognizing that they're trying to normalize all of this. Again, yeah. not shocking because we're seeing it happen every day. But it is something that we have to be so vigilant about. Yeah. So I hope that most parents are really taking the time to not only talk with their kids about yeah. recognizing what these kinds of things are and avoiding them when they do come on, because we can't be with them every second. You know, when they're at a friend's house or even at school, they're showing programming that a lot of us have conflicting views about. Try and watch TV with them yourself as often as possible and then use the parental controls that you have on your phones, your TV. And I would also limit the devices in your house or limit the devices they have access to. Absolutely. Because, again, a show like this, it does appeal to kids. It, it It's selling itself as a comedy. It's very colorful. And it's got a lot of, like, yeah. fun, upbeat, happy music. And it right. really does seem like it's geared towards children. Yeah. And I remember someone saying this. I didn't come up with this. But I heard this. And it's so true that every family is the age of its oldest child. So whatever, if you have a 13-year-old or your good friends have a 13-year-old, whatever they're watching, whatever they have access to, whatever they're talking about, so the younger siblings will be too, especially yeah. if the parents are like, oh, you know, I trust them. It's fine. Well, we just have to remember that that's kind of the influence um, that is happening. And we do have to be vigilant in stewarding our child's mind and also in showing them because as you said it's not just trivializing satanism is actually glorifying it and yes. it's not just atheism it's not just hey god isn't real it's actually hey here's satan and he's someone that you actually you know should be following right and so we have to teach our kids as christians that hey look this is not just a cartoon character this is not a game this is not something that we mess with this is not something that we laugh about satan exists Evil exists. Right. Demons exist. The spiritual realm exists. And Ephesians 6 tells us that that is who our battle is against, the powers of darkness that we cannot see. Mm -hmm. And so teaching our kids, too, that there is a spiritual battle going on for your heart and soul right now. And while I'm your parent and while you're under my house, I am going to do everything that I can to help you fight that battle so we're not going to mess around with things like this. So one good redemptive part is that it gives an opportunity for parents to teach. I know that you saw this commercial. I know that you saw this at your friend's house. Let's talk about it. Yeah. It's not that, hey, this isn't real. It is real and it's dead serious. Absolutely. I think amen to everything you said. And you're so right. It, it opens the door to have those conversations because, again, if the parents of these writers and creators had had that conversation with their children when they were young, I don't know that they would be making this sort of content today, right. but they were exposed to it so young. Whether the parents allowed it or they didn't know, either way, they were exposed to it. And now this is the sort of yeah. stuff that they find entertaining, fascinating, and that they're glamorizing. And I don't want my son growing up and having that experience and putting those things yeah. out into the world. So I think what you're saying is so important. We have to have that talk with them to tell them it is real. We're not messing with it. And yeah. we are in a battle. Hillary, Hollywood is filled with a bunch of weird sickos. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. And oh, man, oh, man, we have got a battle ahead of us. Thank you so much for informing us, for digging deep into this and telling us why we should still be concerned. Thank you for having me on. 
Okay, every single sponsor that we have on this show today is just top notch, not just because of the product that they offer, but also because of the people that run the companies and the mission that they have. Uh, A company that I love, that I've known about for a really long time and whose mission I have been on board with forever is Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is seeking to help people protect themselves from the damaging effects of pornography that shows up um, online, on internet searches, and it seeks to protect children, especially from this, who have access to technology. It's a software that you download onto your devices and it blocks porn. There are also parts of this software uh, that allow you to set up accountability with other people that you trust, whether it's people in your family or maybe people in your church small group that are trying to help you uh, stay on the path of purity and focusing only on that which is lovely and excellent and praiseworthy. Everything Philippians 4 tells us that we should be focusing on. So get Covenant Eye software, block porn on your devices, on your children's devices. Uh, You can get it for free for 30 days if you visit my link at coveyes.com slash Allie. That's C-O-V-I's.com slash Allie. Coveyes.com slash Allie. All right, I wanted to end the episode on a lighter note because we just talked about some sad and disturbing stuff that is really important for us to discuss. Uh, But you know what also is important? My fight against low-rise jeans. You guys know this has been a mission of mine for a while. I only have a few hills that I will die on. Abortion, gender ideology, obviously, first and foremost, the gospel. But another one of these hills is the resurgence of low-rise jeans. I think it's just a symptom of our... The, the degradation of society, honestly, depravity, surely low-rise jeans fit somewhere in the original Greek of Romans 1. Um, and so I am setting out against it. And one of the things that I like to do is to rate low-rise jeans that I see out in the wild or that my producers see out in the wild. And I don't remember the grading scale at all. Um, I, I think that 10 was bad and one was good. I don't know. We don't have an official scale here. I'm looking over at my team and they have nothing. They're blank faces. <laughs> so um, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that 10 is like the most acceptable. One is like, oh my gosh, these are terrible. Also, I just want to do a plug for Millennials Against Low Rise jeans this activist sticker right here with all our lovely stickers we can link it in the description of this episode all right let's pull up the first low-rise jean in the wild who is this dove cameron dove she's an actress singer aren't we all disney star okay what's going on with the bottom of these pants is are they tied with a belt her, okay, so she has tucked in her baggy, low-rise jeans into the top of her shoes, into, like, her espadrilles. That's what it looks like. Now, I can give points for that if it's for a matter of comfort. If maybe the top strap of her shoe, like, her wedges were digging into her ankle, and she was like, I'm just going to tuck these bad boys in my shoe. 
that'll make me feel better. I'm like, I'm down for that because I hate being uncomfortable. Um, and then what's her belt situation? Is it like a rope? Oh, folded over jeans. Wow, I need glasses. I can't tell. Um, okay, so she's folded them over. Originally, these were cute high-rise jeans. And she was like, I don't want to look cute. I want to look weird. And so she rolled down her pants. And what's on her jacket? Looks like hamburgers from over here. Coffee beans. Okay, I was close with hamburgers. Gosh. Smiley faces. Are y'all blind too? Coffee beans, hamburgers, smiley faces. They're literally two inches away from the picture and they can't figure out if it's smiley face or a coffee bean. Smiley face. Okay, that's not as weird. She's got a matching jacket bra combo. Uh, smiley face coffee beans on her jacket. This goes back to what I said with Hillary. Hollywood people are weird. I mean, I don't care people's, you know, style choices or whatever they want. But since I'm morally against low rise jeans, I'm going to have to rate this whole get up. 10 is the worst. 10 is the best, I think. Um, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to rate this a three because she went out of her way to make these low rise jeans by rolling them down. That is egregious. All right, next one. Oh, who is this? Oh, I've heard of her. Um, I'm not trying to be rude at all because she's, is she pregnant in this picture? Okay. Um, okay. Um, well, I can't tell. I, I think, I think I've seen her before, so I'm sure she's very beautiful, although I can't see her face because she's wearing a mask. That's the worst part of this, obviously. Oh, goodness. I just don't understand how, maybe she can't afford a full-length mirror, and so we need to start like a GoFundMe or something like that, but why someone would look at themselves and say, this looks better than if I just wore jeans that fit. I'm sure she's a very beautiful person with a very beautiful figure. Nothing against that at all. I just think people don't do themselves any favors. And the crotch is baggy, but it's better than the last one for sure. Better than the last one. So I'm going to go with a four for sweet girl Emily. All right, next one. Oh, this is the girl that Julia Fox... Ah, oh, yes. Wow. I'm so with it. Okay. It looks like she cut off the top of her jeans. Is that what it looks like from y'all's vantage point? Oh, she's, okay. So for those who can't see, she it looks like she cut off the waistband of her jeans to make them lower as jeans. She has an amazing core. So good for her. And then she turned the top of her jeans into like a bandeau type situation that she is wearing under a jacket. I mean, she's a very beautiful person, obviously. If y'all haven't like seen videos of her talking, you should do that. It's very strange. Um and her shoes are her shoes also a part of her jeans? And her bag is also jeans. I thought that was a jean jacket, but she's already wearing a jacket. Once again, Hollywood people, they've got too much time and money on their hands. That must be what it is. Um, I'm going to give this, again, same problem with the first. She went out of her way to make these low-rise jeans. And they're not flattering. Look how bunchy they are. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with, f I'm, I'm also, I'm going to have to go with a 
do 4.2. 4.2. It's a good picture of her. Any other ones? That's it. That's it. Those the low rise jeans that we saw in the wild. And I hope to name and shame everyone who is wearing low rise jeans until they are no more, until it makes it to the Supreme Court. All right. That's all we have time for today. And tomorrow we've got an awesome conversation for you that you are absolutely going to love. So make sure that you tune in for that. Subscribe on YouTube if you have not done so already. Like this video as well. If you haven't done that, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. That means a lot to us. We will see you back here tomorrow. 